this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The world's number one independent podcast company is back with another fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amino Hassan. I'm joined, as always, by Big Jerv and Black Trey. As always, Rob Lopez is our producer. And today, guys, uh, we got a lot of different directions to go in. we got another anniversary for a, a classic album. We've got... Uh, huh. The Paul family back in the boxing ring. We'll get to that in a second. And oh, the return of power. Power came back or Power Book 2 or whatever you want to call it. It's back anyway. And so we're going to be back to watching it and critiquing. But we're going to start with a great interview that came out uh, last day, a couple of days ago. Team Fat Joe and Beanie Siegel. Fat Joe, if you don't know, has been doing these kind of Instagram lives where he gets uh, a one of the classic entertainers on talks to them, asks a lot of great questions. I've said this often. Fat Joe is not only is he a great interviewer, but he's one of the most interesting people and he's a great storyteller. It's one of those things him and Snoop, I think is really interesting uh, how they, you know, they've been able to pivot in their lives to be like from a great artist to being on the other side and asking questions and all that. I, I watched this on the recommendation of Jerv and Waz, and I'm going to be honest, Jerv, don't be mad at me. Fairly boring. Fairly boring interview. It had its moments, <laughs> but 52 minutes. Let me tell you all right now. Don't rush to watch this. Wait for, like, a Cliff Notes version to come out. Now, see, that you, you guys are just being extremely uh, – you're being disrespectful to a legend, man. He he des- He deserved that hour. And he's one of the artists that does not get his uh that does not get his flowers. He's got all types of you know stuff going on, and you know there's been stories about this and about that and yada yada yada. But at the same time, <laughs> they're coming to get you, Jerv. <laughs> I'll I'll piggyback off what Jerv said, man. So Jerv, uh. For the past couple months since Fat Joe's been doing his interviews on Instagram, um, had been really speaking up highly on Fat Joe's interview skills. And I personally are, am not crazy about long-winded interviews, but also Fat Joe in that lane. And I will say, like you really? said, yeah, I'm just, I, I mean, 
I don't think that his delivery is wrong. And like, he's very knowledgeable and he's most probably one of the most accurate storytellers, but just to consume him for such a long period of time is kind of testy for me. And I get, I tend to get impatient. I mean, there's other, there's other podcasts that I enjoy, like Joe Budden's, um, Noriega, you know, um, all, all the different shows, even Lil Wayne's, you know, at that particular time, they were so lengthy that you have to like basically block it off and watch it in particular section. Anything right. past 45 minutes, I lose interest. Oh, 45 might be too much for me. It, like if you're going to give me 45 minutes, it got to be banger after banger after banger of stories, like great stories. And, and what's cool about, I think the ones who are really good at it, Fat Joe, Snoop, Nori is that they were universally loved everywhere. And because of that, they got to travel everywhere with a cosign. And that allowed them to experience so many things, have so many great stories of their own that, you know, it makes them a good interviewer. It's the same thing with Mike Tyson and his podcast. Only Mike, it's not that everyone loved him everywhere, it's that everybody afraid of Mike. Exactly. So, his so guest get- his guess, he always punks him. But I mean he it it's it's great content because you laugh at yeah, it and you yeah. look at it in that situation. Yep. So I guess my, my point is, Jerv, it's not that Beans doesn't deserve his just due or, or us to appreciate. There was a bunch of stories in there that I really liked and enjoyed. It's just if you gonna give me an hour with him, I gotta be either rolling laughing, crying laughing, or like, no way, no way. I gotta I gotta give me stories like that. And a lot of it was just, so. For instance, the story of him being in prison and feeling in the air video drop while he's in prison. He didn't know that he thought it was gonna drop after he he left jail. And he's sitting in the day room, and he said everybody's sitting there, and they all turned around and looked right at him. <laughs> like that's a funny ass story, and it's a funny visual. But like, oh, same thing with yeah, the story it's, about- it's instant gratification right then yeah. and there because normally you say, okay, when the streets hear this, they're gonna go yeah. crazy. It was live, he said. He said, you know, he's sitting there and he's just watching TV like everybody else. And this video comes on and everybody's like, well, damn, he kind of predicted this. And also he's sitting there like they they prematurely released Mm -hmm. my album and the video. It was Mm -hmm. supposed to be. I remember the BET show where he was going to trial and Dame was with him and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. And they was doing a countdown. But I don't think he had any clue that his album would roll out like that in 2005. So No, he had no clue. He, he had, had no clue. Because he said clue. he had enough yeah. mixtape material to last Yo. so that they could keep the buzz. You, you, and then when he came out, the album would drop. I know y'all remember that mixtape. Like that mixtape was crazy. I don't I don't I remember mean, the mixtape, but I do remember um oof. living in Houston at the time and buying the becoming. I was just gonna buy it off the strength because I was a Beanie Siegel fan. But I also that was the third the album, third, right? That's yeah, the, that's was the third, third album. album. Okay, and that was the one like honestly, like damn, Beans is going to jail because most artists when they go to jail they don't come home hot or able to, you know, be able to put out the same fire that he had. And obviously, his other albums were personal classics, very raw, yeah. not not numbers wise, but if you could put it on, it'll it's still timeless to this day. So having those, you know, bread and butter, fill it in the air. You can go down the line of those different type of tracks that he had. And he was really, he even had a song with Mariah and Snoop, which showed his range, um, which was probably one of his most commercial releases to me um, because of 
all the TV and all other stuff that was going on. But I wanted to, I know, I know we're like kind of jumping to the middle of it. I wanted to talk about Jay-Z's power move and how, you know, during that time, Fat Joe mentioned that, you know, in order for records to get broke and kind of venture out to other regions, it had to hit the Northeast. Yeah. And with Jay-Z signing Beans, you know what I mean, uh, that gave him that power, kind of playing the, the chess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, Where gave him, it gave him Philly. Yeah. It gave him Philly because once it hits Philly, then now you know you got a record. You know what I'm saying? And then now you can trickle down to go to the West Coast and then eventually hit the South. And with him having those guys, you know you for sure had that airplay because Beans, the German towns and et cetera, the different different areas out that, outside that area, which, you know, whole strategically new, but also not that it was kind of like, you know, using him as a pawn, but these dudes actually could rap. He not only did get Beans, but he got the best rappers out of the state. You know what I'm saying? And it was crazy for Beans to tell how he got started was that he battled my man Bonnick. That's my man. So, and the next time I talk to Bonnick, I'm going to have to bring this up because I never knew he battled Beans, but I also knew that Philly's Most Wanted and Mob Figures were, major figures were the ones to kind of, <laughs> shouts to Mob Figures though. Um, but major figures was the ones to kind of stamp Philly in that outside of Will Smith, you know what I'm saying? But give that, yeah, that, that, that gritty sound where you're yeah, kind of like, he said, what? Yeah. yeah, that's us. Yeah. So, dun, 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 dun. and the crazy thing about it, he, he called them the cross the border niggas, which is hilarious. Cause that probably is still going to be their name for the rest of the, you know, however they go. I always think please don't mind, but he said him and his man <laughs> that he, you know, he, he questioned himself because he actually, just like everybody else, when you're very good at something else, but you still want to remain cool, you hide your ability from your friends. Like, I mean, I'm sure when you were getting into the media, you weren't like, yeah, nigga, I'm going to be in, working for a team or I'm going to be on TV. It's not like something that I still you, don't. I still don't tell people. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, it's kind of looking at it like, I don't know if I'm actually good at this. Your friends actually give you the stamp of approval finally. And like he said, he went. He used to hide it. He was a street dude and he would rap on the side and he battled this one cat and they actually, you know, the dude, how they even had this like whole little partnership because the dude had a, a, a killer fighting dog that was actually dope. But they battled each other. They decided that they both were nice and got, you know, set up a meeting to battle Philly's Most Wanted. And these dudes didn't have the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they didn't actually have the paper, which is kind of how the rap game goes. You sign these contracts, but you haven't got any, you know, Skrilla yet. And that their managers were in Miami and that, you know, um, they would still battle. So they ended up battling and they exchanged info. And, you know, Bonnet came looking for him. He kept his word and, and said, you know, like, yo, you going to go up north with me to meet Hove. And, and he really wasn't interested in it because obviously going to rap for a nigga, that's not guaranteed when you know you got the for you show know, money with the dog. Do you remember the li- he had a he had line in 5,000 on his line. first single was like, I feel like I never dreamed about this rap shit. I feel sorry to those that did. I'll never forget that because I was like, that's by the way, that's how I felt about fucking working in TV. Like, I never dreamt about this shit. Yeah, it's just, it's just something that just kind of fell into your lap and now you're, you know, I look at you. So in this particular situation, he tried to duck Bonnick couldn't Doug Bonnick because obviously he was supposed to go put this money on this dog that was just a killer. He said, what he say? Bite him and then the bud comes out blue. And that, I mean, that that's enough description for me to know that that dog just really would bite a crime out your ass. Um, he ends up going up north and 
you know, he raps for Jay-Z, but not only does he rap for Jay-Z, there's right, other New York story. there's other New York artists in the room. And obviously this is allegedly like one of the classic nights of you had to be there or a fly on the wall. And Beans is just tearing their ass up one by one to a point where Hove just on answers, you know, gives him a deal and he comes back to Philly on Rockefeller. And that was yo, after two weeks of rapping. Yo, two by weeks. the way, that's 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 like uh that's the part about Khaled's part that I did like. Cause he says, I heard is like him, 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 and then somebody walk in the room and they're like, do him. And he would he would he would he would rhyme about the person that just walked in the room and like just kept going and wouldn't run out. I, so I, I feel like that was, was kind of old school. That that's why you need Khaled though, bro. Like yeah. that was the importance of having Khaled. Well, yeah, he stamp he stamps. I, 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 I know it became obnoxious or whatever to people. Like it's like, you know, what's Bull doing here? It makes it makes it go left, but like Beans does not get his flowers whatsoever. It takes people to come in and. Uh, into, Jim, like, I'm gonna say this. I don't, I don't think, think he's underappreciated. People, I think everyone respects him. I think yeah. he's respected. I've never heard anyone say Beanie can't rap. Yo, now, if you're saying, does he get people like, oh, he's one of the best of all? Like, yeah, he doesn't get people singing his I mean, praises. If you're comparing him to an NBA player, who would he be? Think That'd about be this. Someone, so think about this. He had a crazy hot three in the game. Right. A crazy Brandon hot Roy? three years. I, I like. That. I didn't realize how I quick like it was that. either. I like, it was like that. A two, it's two year. So window. it was a two year window, but you also have to add the gap scene where he had to, you know, go to jail, and that kind of t- is taken away a little bit. So it's kind of three. But I like Brandon Roy because yeah. he got jiggy and he got hurt. And in this situation, I don't think Siegel got hurt, but you might as well con- compare going to jail getting hurt, but then also making the biggest um, decision of his career and going with Dame instead of Hove. So that's basically, yeah, that's basically that, an injury. That's an injury right there because yeah. he didn't know the but you business. you know what's funny? Like at the time. Sounded like the right move. Because Jay-Z had zero track record of developing artists or making anybody pop other than himself. But also, I mean, people love to get foggy memory yeah. about Jay-Z's stinky run at Def Jam. Terrible man. Oh, it was like, so, oh. it was so bad, oh, no, bro. It was, it was bad. Like five. at this point, I understand people kiss ass to go to the rock brunch, but he ruined a lot of careers. He he made some careers, but he also killed some careers in during that time. And like, if you were like, I remember people choosing Tierra Marie over Rihanna. Like, it was some hot looks, bro. Like some hot choices that you know that was being made. And although I like make a girl feel, that beat was kind of crazy, but. <sighs> You got you got you got to pay you got to play the right cards and obviously when he when he took off the cape and and, and became Superman again and started rapping I, I know how you feel about this Amin because after American Gangster it gets kind of foggy and I and I do I do still love Ho from time to time you know I can I can I can I can peel some B sides from it but completeness after American Gangster it got real ugly so getting this back on Siegel. Um, Y'all didn't like four four four. It was cool, but it's it's also one of those those instruction manuals for niggas that still think hove they dad. <laughs> yo, yo, how did I know that's how you was gonna no, play? I mean, you I'm just saying, like, listen, he's still, here, my, listen he's still one of my favorite rappers, right? But at the end of the day, it's like if you go back a decade, you're like, damn, Nas was right all along. The same yo. shit that Nas got teased on. Hove is doing. Yeah, pretty so, much. So, so I mean, like I said, it, it, it ain't it ain't no knock on none of that shit because, like I said, it's helpful 
for people that really need that guidance that still are hove apologists. I mean, I, I've never grew up. I mean, for for you, I mean, and I, I would want you to speak on this for you to be the native New Yorker on this on this thing. There are people to this day. Anything Jay-Z puts out is going to be copped. Do say. Right. Um, you know, the flying planes hats. Uh, yeah. Nigga could drop a velour suit today. Nigga, niggas is wearing Puma yep. right now off the strength of Hove. Now, on the I basketball court. Hey, wow, the, that, the, but, the, the Dreamers dropped again. So, listen, here's the thing. The Dreamers, for sure, Cole got the basketball shit on lock right now. For sure. Shout out to that. But I'm just saying, overall, with, with him saying Puma, it's niggas that ain't never put on Puma all their life yeah. is giving that shot because of Jay-Z. Yeah. Because Jay-Z is really... I always joked around. I had no father figure like that. But Hove lines raised me a lot. Because it made... like Not only did Hove go through that just so you didn't have to go through that, but the whole shit of just like, you know, uh, about being dissed and not, and, and you know what I mean? And, and, and not, not acknowledging it or I'm like a dog, you know what I mean? Like I, I listen, but I ain't gonna speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a bunch of shit that aligns that, that, that are still impactful that niggas live by. And that Hove is a niggas dad. So for Hove to actually drop a four, four, four and tell niggas go cop some property or, you know, you know, be kind to women and shit. Like it's just a whole 180 shit. You know what I'm saying? Versus the shit a nigga kicking out somebody chick for saying take the do rag off, or I can't even look at 4.0 ranges no more the same because of this nigga. That's, that's what uh, Well Wells tweeted the other day. He saw get you changed. He saw 4.0. <laughs> oh, good times, yeah. man. Yo, look, like, my thing with with the newer Jay Z shit, Jerv, is just. I can't, you know, it's kind of like watching Michael Jordan play for the Wizards. He'll do some shit, and you're like, oh, that was dope. And then you'll accidentally run into, like, Jordan, first three-peat highlights. You're like, this isn't even close to the same. It's so, dude, you know the line in uh, Lyrical Exercise where he says, Jigga Man is Diesel when he ra- when I lift the eight up? I never, I, I just thought it was yes. like, a, like yeah, the eight, like the gun and also like, you know, things like he's lifting or whatever. I never put two and two together until someone posted on Twitter the other day, the picture of Shaq holding Kobe. Really? Are you serious? I, I never put that shit together. Oh, wow. I never knew. I found I out yesterday it, yeah. also. Are you blew my, I, was like, I thought it was the craziest oh, thing ever. That's, yeah. that's oh kind of, that's kind of mind blowing to me that y'all, that's out of all the verses. That's the one, that's the one that flew. Out, the one that's my, crazy is the revolver in the sun. I was like, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. No kids, but trust me, I know how to raise a gun that like, was fire like, that like, was fire to me no listen to those lyrics like i can't listen to 444 man with his offbeat flow and trying to be and, and also the other part of it is and i wish waz was here for this one i can't listen to woke hove because i no. know right no. y'all might fall for that shit my I first know, though my you first know. album in new york when i get to new york is volume three <laughs> i'm gonna put my do-rag on and yeah. I'm gonna put my cape out, and I'm gonna yeah. have my thick ass white tee. Are you gonna roll the windows three. down? No, <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah, you I'm gonna roll just, the windows gonna, down. I don't care. I'm gonna just be in the crib slapping. I'm gonna be out here just really just. Yep, the hove is the god. I should be rapping with a turban, like yeah. nigga. I, that's the feel I need. Nah, I mean, I don't need. I don't need this. My hair grown. You know, no. I don't want to see hove on the beach doing yoga, bro. I, I don't need that hove. I'm in milk hove. I'm cool. Like, I, I actually agree with you on that. I can I can un- no, I agree I I can understand exactly like Jerv which, which we mean. don't live that type of lifestyle that he's living right now the four 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 no no I can't no. go I can't go nah. buy a crib in Dobo I, I, 
I mean, but, it's just not but, happening. Look, he rapped about things back in the day. It was a lifestyle that I couldn't relate to or, or never could live. But he rapped about it well. <laughs> That's the difference. He don't rap well, well. When it comes to flashy and chicks and, and getting some bars off, you could. You, uh, I feel, I feel like if you go back, but it's not whole ish. That's the same way. That's why I laugh. I mean, at, he shows glimpses. That's why I laugh at people tweeting, like post copying uh, Drake's lyrics, and it's like that's a whole nother lifestyle, bro. Right. You're not even dealing with that type of tier of women for you <laughs> to even be getting that off of. Like it, it's kind of like those bad, those bad um, polygamy uh, relationships. Oh, man. like niggas yeah. is acting like they just <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like he's in a in a throuple, a dude in a throuple, but like both the girls are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the laugh off, man. I think I think we've spent enough on this kind of because we can talk about Jay Z all day, man. Uh, was there anything else, Jerv, that you took away from this? Because I know this this interview meant a lot to you. Uh, was there something that that you took away? Either something you learned or something that was emphasized that you was really feeling? I mean, the one thing I, I that kind of caught me off guard was I had no idea that. I mean, I feel like he exaggerated a little bit, but saying that he only he, he only had like a like a two year run. Now he definitely that kind of shocked me. Definitely exaggerated. Yeah, because okay, like change the game. Say, like, it was a lot of change stuff the game came out. out what 1998, 1999? Or uh, 2000. 2000. 2000. He went to jail in two thousand five. Like, yeah, bro, you had a lot of okay. shit out there. Not, I, yeah, and no, right. and actually the song the first song I ever heard Beanie Siegel on was the one with the roots and uh Erica Badu, right? See, see I didn't want to go there because I was like a lot of this stuff actually didn't add up to me because I thought I thought his first joint was right. the, I thought he did some shit with the roots. So, I mean listen, yep. he again, niggas like to make themselves look good, but also I felt I felt like Fat Joe pandered a little bit and danced around shit that wasn't so touchy. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. I mean, what what quick? I would ask him if I'm allowed to. If 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 his publicist said, you know what, you can ask him anything. I'm gonna ask him why you made the decision to choose Dame over Hove. Ooh. Why? What? You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, he said that though. He he said it was because Dame came and saw him when he was like Dame. Dame showed. Dame? I, I believe Dame showed more when love. I mean, yeah, he did. He, he did show more love, but yeah. realistically. Obviously, he said he didn't know the business, but like, even though when you when you think about uh, pound cake on with 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 Drake, and he says, you know, right. beans to tell you like he made a millions, but if he wasn't in his feelings, you know what I'm saying? Like again, those decisions that he made was more emotional. Why were you emotional during those situations? Why do you feel? Were you mad because your album was pre released? Do you felt like they didn't handle? I also thought, um. You know what I mean? Before before we before we move on, how they came about paper soldiers and state and um yeah. and um, we're talking also, about state property. State, I'm sorry, bit. state property, how it was actually based on true stories and they flipped it and and added their yeah. own side on it because obviously statues of limitations, things are still going on. But another guy um helped write it and that it was supposed to only be promo right for the clothing line and the group. And it turned out into you know, into a, a classic, a hood classic movie. Um, I thought it was funny also that Fat, uh, Fat Joe felt a way about P.D. Crack. <laughs> I mean, Jay-Z still doesn't fuck I mean, with I, P.D. I Crack get either, it. but it is what it is. But it was just hilarious. Shouts to P.D. P.D. Is he P.D. P.D. now? Yeah, I remember he changed his name because oh, he didn't man. want to be associated with Crack. 
<laughs> yeah, niggas. Hey man, PD was nice. Was Shout nice, man. Was Shouts nice. to the growth. Shouts to the though. growth of changing names. Yeah. Remember what? I'm not gonna bring him up. Evolution. Never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I know I've been through it. I've had problems at work, problems in relationships, uh, you know, even problems as a parent. Sometimes you don't know where to turn to or who to talk to, particularly when you you don't want to talk to someone who knows you, who might have a bias or might hold what you're going to say against you. You want to talk to someone who's experienced and licensed and at the same time distant and removed from you. Better help is here to help. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. I know many of our listeners are listening to us from other countries, whether it's Canada, Australia, somewhere in Europe, somewhere in Asia, or somewhere in Africa. Look, you guys can access this as well. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need it. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website. Read the testimonials. They're posted daily. For instance, this one from user NU after counseling with Denise Wall Marlin for two years on issues concerning depression, stress, anxiety, and self-esteem. Quote, I have found Denise to be an excellent counselor. She has broad experience in all techniques to get rid of anxiety and ruminating thoughts and always puts things in perspective for me. I recommend her 100%. Hell, I hear that one. I, I want to sign up with Denise because I know ruminating thoughts and anxiety is something that I deal with all the time. So here's what you can do, and I'll do it too. Visit betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. It's a special offer going right now for our listeners here on BOMB. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. That's betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. We get the news that Floyd Mayweather is going to fight in an exhibition fight against Logan Paul. And every black person was like, freedom, you must avenge the death of Nate Robinson. And none of us, myself included, realized that it's the wrong Paul brother. It's the other brother that he's going to fight. Logan is the one he's fighting. Jake Paul was the one that fought Nate Robinson. The question to the panel, do you think Floyd Mayweather knows that? I don't think that he knows that. I think that he's seen. I think at this point, you know what I mean? Not even like to tease you on some like, yo, you just dumb shit. It's more so he sees an easy grab, and that's like that dude's addiction. Anything that's easy money, regardless of how we feel and how the the um the look of the sport, 
You know what I'm saying? Because everybody wants like, oh, well, you should just might as well just jump back in and fight Errol. Like, fam, Errol beat his ass at this point, bro, <laughs> at 43. So you really just want to look at it in a scenario of like, cool, this is just free money. You know what I'm saying? And a chance to just kind of get out there. It's just like going to hoop in a rec league and you're like, all right, bro. Yeah, we know you still got it. You can beat up on the, you know what I'm saying, the average Joe. So in this situation, it's kind of like, cool. But I, I really didn't want to see this. And I made a joke like, what if this dude caught him? Just just some funny shit where he just like got caught slipping. That's the allure. Get popped. That, bro, would, that, that would be the worst thing ever. Listen, first of all, white people going to go crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, it's going to be so disrespectful because it's during Black History Month. I probably won't come outside for a year. Yo, I, I'm just thinking about because yeah, have y- y'all seen like the the Jake Paul videos he's been making since? No, like I, I, got, I don't even want to give so, him no free nah. promo. So this dude, he got a picture. He got one where it's a picture of him wearing the Nate Robinson jersey. I saw that, just crouching. But then he got a video with him and the baby, and they walk in a room and they look, and everybody in the room laid out. Oh like Nate Robinson. yeah, okay, I seen that one. And, yeah. And they, and the baby like oh that's like that's, that's disgusting. I mean like I, I gotta hand it to him like that's how you troll bro that that is a one troll material, and if I knock somebody out like that yo I probably do the same shit, but damn man damn Nate it's a week later and that shit still hurt. Oh man, can, let me ask y'all jokes let me ask y'all a question why? Let me ask you a question because I'm confused with this whole uh with the whole fight right. Why is it like I can understand if if it's like oh you know uh, it's it's corny that he's fighting but why are people mad that he's fighting fighting dude for like you know what I mean like there's there's a is it just hey, that everyone hates yeah, him yeah it's the, it's the it's the hate but then it's also the I hate to say the crab in the barrel narrative of like people just are always in people's pockets either oh he's broke or it's the scenario of he he just likes getting money it. like it's a, it's, free, it's a bag. free bag and and but nobody can't see beyond that because obviously it's just a it's just a, a lame conversation at this point it's like yo you're supposed to be the goat and you're taking this bullshit as quote unquote exhibition fight for money why you're already rich or and then it's another thing it's just kind of like people just don't like that dude yeah, it's, I think it's, on, a lot of it is people don't like him yeah it just got to the point where they just don't like him Jerv. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Some people hate. No, no, let's no. I don't like him as a. I don't like him outside. Yeah, exactly. The ring. Let he's me done be some clear. Shit, like, <laughs> inside the ring, that's my guy. Outside the yeah, ring, I'm kind of. He's cool. done some shit that that makes it where you know it's easy for people to not like him. Uh, and then obviously it never helps when you cross Fifty Cent because Fifty going like. <laughs> Fifty, <laughs> yo, I be feeling sorry. For, actually, Fifty makes me feel sorry for Floyd sometimes, man. Cause the jokes are just so cruel, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Like, and part of it is just the success, right? And not just the success tray, but you know, Floyd is the most. I think the biggest difference between like personality and style of anybody, other than maybe Draymond Green. No, more than Draymond Green. But it's the same thing. It's like you hear Floyd and Draymond talk, and they sound like. I'm out. They sound like they fight like Roy Jones, right? Like lean my in and like and and ducking and dodging and talking shit and all that stuff, or or like they sound like they play like you know Nick Young or something like jacking from thirty five feet, not even looking at it or whatever. But when they actually get into their field of play in the ring or on the court, 
they're real conservative mm-hmm. and real smart, and it's all super technical, right? And that's I think that's part of why people don't like Floyd because beyond the people don't like him for his off the court stuff, beyond the people don't like him because he made a lot of money. It's the dude talks shit like he's gonna put on a show, but he backs it up. But it's not a show. It's actually quite boring. So the thing is, is and what I've always compared him to, it's the sweet he's, science. He's such, he's such a perfectionist to the craft, right? Yeah. I mean, and and when you look at older Kobe, right? When you think about. Kobe 24 in those last years and everybody enamored about his footwork. Mm-hmm. It's watching Floyd dance around and the boxing enthusiasts mm-hmm. will sit there and tell you, look, nigga, yep. he ain't touching. You see that? Right there, that's defense. That's what gets you paid. And you just came to watch as a casual fan. And, and not only that, but also he gets all them little hits that doesn't appeal to a casual fan because, oh, what, what's up? But they all count. The judges are all going, got him again, got him yep. again. Yep. So when you look at the card, you're like, really? It's that difference? It'd be like 83%, 20%. Because guys have been thrown 300 punches, only landed 15 mm-hmm. versus his. Duck, 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 back up, jab, 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 duck, 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 duck. All those misses, oh, he looks like a genius. And those fights, he'll last, you know what I mean? Because he, he has discipline. I will give him that, bro. Like, bro, don't no, drink. He, bro, bro, don't man. do none of that shit. He lock in. He, he don't just, play he just, around. He, he just, just beat uh, women. That's all. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, we, we said enough about this. I'm about to <laughs> kick my ass. You know, every time they in L.A., they right there, hey, L.A. Man. Live, the money team. They're hey, about to kick my when you ass. see the TMT, when you see the TMT, it's just like a tap-out shirt, bro. Just turn your head and keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> they got that van parked across the street at all times. I'm like, are they about to start hopping out? Oh, at that um, hotel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They be there all the time be rolling deep, too. I need to watch out, man. That was just a joke. They going to Jazzy Jeff you one time on Figueroa. Yeah. Oh, right, in the middle, oh, right on to Olympic. <laughs> right off Kobe Bryant Boulevard, <laughs> big dog. Oh, oh. man. Uh, <laughs> Purple Haze. Yes. Turns 16. I thought it turned 15. I, I messed up my dates. It, turned, it came out in 2004, huh? Yes. Uh. Let's start the way we always start. Favorite track off of Purple Haze. I know mine. What y'all got? Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go really B side, but it's a toss up. It's Hey Lady, and then mm. Bubble Music. Mm. Cause I don't want to be cliche. Down and Out is obviously everybody's like. That's that's, the pop- my, that's my favorite camera. Yeah, song of all yeah. Time. That's like the that's like the most popular, but like. If I put this album on, I always play bubble music. Uh, okay, Jerv, what you got? So mine's is probably super duper commercial, but I don't care. It rolled. It sounded great in my speakers in college. It, it, it just killer came. That, that song. Killer. The the uh no no the one what's the one yeah yeah. I got I got I got confused. Yeah. Get 'em girls is the one with the killer, right? Yes. yes. I keep computers Putin. <laughs> hey, my favorite line <laughs> on that song. You get shot at, homie, I do the shooting. <laughs> I'm moving the units. <laughs> Listen, his that I think that's when he gave us his first new style. You know what I'm saying? Because SDE and Confessions of Fire, he ain't rap like that. Yeah. When when he got the diplomatic immunity in 03, that was the preview. Right. 
But right. then when you got Purple Haze, you like, nigga. Because he gave us the range that looked like Laffy Taffy, first of all. Right. That was that was probably, nigga, that had me wearing pink. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, this nigga. I awesome. never, yo, Other I shit. never. I, yo, yo, Jerv, did you do the pink? So I, I I have a I have a beef with this because we were doing pink way before Cam even oh. talked about like pink was something. Are you, like, are you gonna do the Kanye world. right now? And then all of a sudden, well, Cam got the shit. Nah, and then of, come on, bro. Like yeah, I'm saying like, and then Cam talks about that everybody from New York, everybody from Harlem that was at my school, everybody had pink on something. Da, 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 da. And it just came watered down, man. They watered it down. That's typical New York fashion. They get a hold of something. Uh. Come on, hey, Jerv, don't do that, man. We got a couple of days left in, in December, bro. We still showing Philly love. Don't start the beef. Don't start the beef, bro. Like, hey, man, listen. Listen, I, not, I hear you. I'm, but but while, I, while I can get it off and just get it off, I'm going to get it off real quick. <laughs> and, oh, man. So, I mean, you like down and out. Um, what, what, what was... Get them girls and then... Yeah, get them girls. It's crazy, dog. Uh, like... And they actually had that was during the Napster time, so they had an advanced edition. So some of the some of the songs you had a version which I still have, um, where he had um, the song with Jaheem, and they shot a video for it, and you know it just it just got crazy. But man, he had a great run, man. Purple Haze, Killer Season, you know. You, when you think about it, now his his run was wild. It, it, he also was another one that kind of got like a, uh, I guess what you could say, injury. Cam, I felt like Cam was rolling, then then all of a sudden I know where it just kind of fell. Hey, listen off. again, once you go, listen, once you cross the boy, not the yeah. boy, sorry. Once you once you cross the go- yo that yo that was a wild listen, time, once you cross the bruh. god MC, it ain't it ain't it ain't good, man. You might you might jab him because I felt like Cam was jabbing him, bro. The the whole Cam got Cam got a couple listen, off. My man on said him. he wear chancletas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was fun, man. It was a fun time, bro. But at the end of the day, I hate I hate when they come back kissing whole feet, bro. I hate it. Like when Jim Jones, the whole cot shit, and then just at the rocks at the at the uh, Rock Nation brunch and seeing it is just was like, ugh. They always come back. You'll never see. You'll, you'll never see yo, Cam hard, doing yo, it. Dog. You know what they you'll say. You'll never see Cam doing it. You know the 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 saying. You can't fight City Hall. That, that's basically <laughs> what they mean. Like when they talk about Hall, man. Yeah, I mean that's City what Hall, it comes. That's what it comes yeah. to, man. All of, every every rapper that done tried it, bro. They always just come back bowing out because he own everything, bro. He own everything you possibly could enjoy. It's just like, come on back. And Drake is probably Drake. Drake can't even get that nigga attention, bro. He the only nigga that I just feel like you just can't do it, bro. Nas the only nigga to go rounds with him, bro, and just really, hey, back Lyrically? up, duck. bro. That ether, that ether takeover shit was fun. I mean, I, obviously, I think I think more people could do it. It's just like the problem with Hov. He doesn't address people. Pro- what's up? He doesn't address people. Well, no, well, I mean, like he makes you look yeah. stupid for like trying to come yeah. at him because he he won't even acknowledge I, you. He'll he'll acknowledge you. I'm, I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is fifty cent? Like that's the most he'll do. Dig like, a hole. Like, he does, here, listen, guy. he he buried game and dig a hole. Yeah, I mean, but it's like I guess my thing is this: it's like even without that, it's like you run the risk of this dude sitting on your career. 
not shitting on your career, sitting on your career. Like, and that's that's the risk I think a lot of people ain't willing to take, right? Like, Nas took it because Nas was at a level that was just too big. Can't do nothing about it. Uh, didn't Drake throw some subliminals at one point? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they had that. He, he, just, I, he just got to the point where he just was like, you know what? I just ain't going to do it no more. Because it got to a point where, like, when you get hove into that type of play, he could do it still. And that's why right. he, like, like you well, said, he, he the he MJ, he the, he the MJ three-peat where it's that highlight where you're like, oh, nigga, yeah. oh, hold on. And then he, he get back to making that bullshit. So he, 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 got, him, he got him back because he was supposed to be on the track, remember? And he gave him like literally like two bars on the track. I cannot be gotten. That's a given. <laughs> and wait, they still they still trying to get me. They don't get it. I cannot be gotten. That's a given. And that was it. <laughs> he gave him two bars. Oh my god. Yeah, he's pretty good, man. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. For good, for man. somebody for somebody to be able to just jump back in when they won't and tap the chin of any hot nigga. And I used to love his strategy. Again, I hate that it's even getting back to Jay-Z. This shit has been about Jay-Z all day. But the thing is, <laughs> it's just like, do, man. <laughs> I say, God damn, bro. You know, I mean, I guess, because, I mean, I mean, Jerv, this is your chance to tell a nigga happy birthday. Fuck it. Yeah, we, he turned 51. 10 days too late. <laughs> we, we 10 days too late, but it's fuck too late. it. It's too late shit. now. God damn. Bro, it's, it's not even me. <laughs> power's back. Speaking hey. of power, there we go. Yeah. Power's back. <laughs> Method Man walks into the room. He dressed like young Meth. And my man Sax says, what are you wearing? Um, This was a good episode, man. I really, I really like Davis nigger ratio. In I that. liked it. He was dropping a lot of nigger. It was great. It was yeah. great because I needed yeah. it. I said, "Yes, nigga, the real meth is here. Here we go." Yeah, because yeah. I don't, I don't trust her. Trust me, nigga. <laughs> yeah, trust me, nigga. Right. So, I mean, I have some some questions, and go ahead. you guys can kind of elaborate. I just made some notes. Yeah. Um, we start off with Tariq being early to class. Finally, the nigga finally look. They took a gap in the season to make this nigga be on time. Finally, <laughs> so he ain't got shit on his schedule, right? But we find out that you know they have an interesting debate in this class. Uh, with the horny ass teacher and she uh she asked you know a good question like do people you know are, are good or evil you know what i mean are they good or bad or whatever mm-hmm. and we finally have the crossroads where tyreek is either reflecting on what he's done and questioning himself what were you guys thoughts on that Ooh, on the question in general or just on tariq? Nah, just tariq um just what for what he gave out in this episode uh, I mean, I think to me, I think about the things that, that, that stuck out to me about that scene was one. Why was she giving him shit when he was early, like because he's asking somebody and he was actually talking about course material. He was talking about, hey, y'all saw that shit on TV last night. I, like, I just felt like that was a dick move on her part. Um, but as far as like the definition of good and evil or whatever. I didn't like I kind of thought it was corny that Tariq looked like he was having a, cr- a crisis at that moment of like, am I good or am I evil? Like, nigga, no, people don't think in those terms. I actually when the teacher said, think about yourself, would you characterize characterize yourself as good or bad? It got me thinking everyone thinks they're good. Everybody's the hero 
of the movie that is the story of their life. There ain't nobody sitting here saying, I'm until, bad. Until you have you, you go down that wormhole of thought, thoughts of yes. the bad shit that you did. And I think during that particular time is when he reflected on possibly you know killing ghosts and the, the path that he's taken, his sister dying, the choices right. that he's made to get to where he is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's oh no, he's the worst nigga no, ever, bro. He's, he's, he's easily he's the worst nigga. He's the second worst. Ghost was the worst. That nigga was terrible. But like, like father, like son. Ghost never thought he was bad. Ghost's whole thing was like, that's I'm just real. trying to do the right thing. Like, and y'all ain't letting me. So that's why he's Ghost Junior because he's leading onto that whole path of like, look, if I do all these things, my mom gets free. Yep. Everything goes back. So I get the. You know, the kind of situation of like, okay, this nigga's really becoming a, a.k.a. Ghost Jr. Um, yeah. Were we thrown off by Davis and Sachs teaming up? Yeah, I still don't know I why. Was. Because the, they, made it, they made it seem like that was something that, that we should have already known, too, the way they like presented it. So it was really well, well, weird it's, to it's me. It's two things. Two things. One is... I guess it's because Davis only cares about winning his case. Like, Tariq is his is paying him, but Tariq ain't his client, so he don't give a fuck what happened to Tariq. That's how I kind of eventually thought about it. But the other thing I was thinking about was, is Davis fucking over Sachs in the middle, or was that all part so of the that's plan? Why it got that's why it got weird, because I felt like they left that gap to make us think a little bit more. And I don't, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't like the shit on Courtney Kemp and give her too much credit and say that, Maybe she did think that way because I always watch the end shit where she tries yeah. to explain shit and makes it seem like she's smarter than what she is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But in this situation, I don't know how to feel about it because, yes, it was a bit tricky and confusing because he got two bit in. Yeah. And once he got two bit in, Sax is looking like, what the fuck? But like, I'm sure two episodes down the line, it's all going to make sense of like they meant to do this. Hey, bro, I, I won't lie, man. As, so, as soon as I saw 2-Bit going to be a, a major character, I was like, clapping them cheeks. boy. Good job. <laughs> we had some let, job security. Let me ask you this. Right there. <laughs> he, no. He's got to die, though, right? No. Like, I mean, so, I, know, I, know they, I know they won't show us some so, die, but, yo, like, you, he had whatever sense he had. He's back on, that, on, the, on the streets because he sold out, like, that I mean, that was his concern because he told Davis, I ain't no snitch. And Davis told him, okay. nobody asking you to snitch, nigga. You're basically selling out sacks. That's all this is about. So that's why 2-Bit's like. Yeah, like, all right, yeah. I'll take that deal. Because yeah. he, gave, he gave me uh, Rico from Peyton Fool uh, vibes. But then also what really was kind of crazy was <laughs> um, what Courtney Kemp said. If the character has never been shot. Yep, they can, they can always, always return. Back. If they ain't die, they can always come back. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, Two Bit has never been in no real physical harm like yeah. that. So it was kind of evident that he would make a surprise. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and in that Who situation, else is not dead. Uh, Tate. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy. So those all these characters all can come back. I think in the situation mom. too, with Two Bit, she said that. Two bits character is is pretty much a potential look at Tariq's future, which is interesting because I mean, like again, it, it, this is this is kind of being fake smart 
in a situation of like, okay, are you really trying to sell this on us that this nigga is going to be Tariq? Or are you just saying that you just didn't want to kill his character off because he still had some value in this in this I'm, show? She still had some value to her, I'm sure. Uh, no, the thing I, I I wonder about, yeah, I'm just I'm out of control today. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> the thing I wonder about with Two Bit is this whole time I watched Two Bit, and that nigga never struck me as anything more than a foot soldier, right? Like nigga, you not always you, been a foot soldier, and they no, gave but, him. They gave him 15 years of job experience. I was like, nigga, he been around 15? How old is he in this, years in this and show? still doing some, some street soldier shit, man. Never <laughs> he seen never nobody, moved up. Never seen nobody answer to him. Never seen him direct anybody. Never seen him do so. Yeah, he was like the man. shooter, though. Like he, That was kind of nah, like his lane. But, but like, go they, they you only, gotta move up the ranks, I mean, bro. From, if somebody from what died, I see in other... Nah, bruh. Nah, brother. But like, from what I see in all the movies and all that type stuff... If the shooter is a shooter, they're the shooter. So he just like, don't be matter who else, they the always going to remain a shooter. But this, but he's been a he that that, that he doesn't have that other he doesn't yeah, possess that other been, skill. A, he's never been a goon, anything other than a goon. B, uh, to Jerv's point, every time there was a problem, this nigga had the most ignorant fucking solution. Because remember, Spanky was like the smart one, even though Spanky was fucking dumb too. But the smarter of the two, and Two Bit was like the he just like, had first ask questions <laughs> later, which. Like, I guess Tommy is kind of like that. Very even, reckless approach. But even Tommy, we've seen him command people, organize shit, do some leadership type shit. I'm, I don't know whether 2-Bit is capable or not. All I'm saying is, at no point in this show has he ever been anything other than the stick-up kid or whatever. And now he's out of jail, and Courtney Kemp want to tell me, this is who Tariq could come become. How? That nigga's never going to be a... That's a that's a demotion. Tariq right now is at a level that Two Bit has never seen. Never ever. seen. Like he's never. he has a chance to. First of all, he's too witty and, and never he's too will. smart. He knows how to work the system. He knows how to work people. He is ghost, nigga. That's it. Nobody, no other comparison, bro. He is up there. Two Two Bit might end exactly. up working. He for gonna him. let this nigga in and say, "Look, I need a muscle." <laughs> that's it. To get, your hand, to get your hand, to get Kane off me. Now, let's talk yep. about this nigga. Yeah, speaking of muscle, listen. This nigga Kane out of control. That man. nigga out of control, bro. He yeah, is one of the motherfuckers. Can you get your pits? He's the pit bull, nigga, that's been trained in the hood and is wilding. First of all, he shows up on the campus. What type of campus security do these niggas got, bro, for niggas just to be pulling None. up like that? None. I, yo, I did think but, about but that shit. To be, to be honest, Georgia Tech. On campus, Arizona State on campus, ain't no campus security either. Many You're of right. these dorms, because I was, all you needed, I was hooping all on that campus with yep. no ID. Just yep. <laughs> all you need, all you That's need, wild. like to get yeah, in the dorm, is just security. to go in after somebody before that door lock. There ain't no security, ain't no desk, none of that shit. So, like, it's not that far fetched. We had security to get on. So, nah, campus. like the, ASU and, and Georgia Tech. These are obviously because those are the schools I went to. Like there's no there's no gate, bro. It's like you in a city, and then all of a sudden, oh shit! I guess I'm on campus now. Like you have there's no, there, it, it, and it's so big that it's like they can't even do that. It's not like I'm sure Hampton or like Morehouse or Spe even like at, uh, AUC, like Morehouse and Spelman had walls and a security person outside, and you have to check in and all this shit to enter the campus. But like Clark. Clark, you walk up anywhere. I mean, we visit our friends in the dorm, and we would never have to mess around with anybody. So 
I, that part I'm willing to let go. I'm just saying, like, where is Stetson? Because that shit, them niggas be popping up there like five minutes later. They be like, man, go it's, check pro- this shit out. it's allegedly probably one of those universities. Columbia, that, yeah, it's it, be like Columbia. yeah, it's probably something it's probably like that. NYU. but like Braden, Braden is. I I don't know what's up with Braden, bro. He's supposed to be just all of a sudden this tough guy. His brother is fucking Bra- him up, and Kane catches him. And his brother is probably the probably the most unlikable character on there. But I like that he gets fucked up in this episode. Oh yeah. Um, because he he just reminds me of just the privileged white dude that just treats every other race or anybody else. He told he told him go go, go away with your ghetto he, shit. He deserved man. that ass like, Oh yeah, put a gun in his So head. I was happy. I was riding with Kane on some of those situations. Like, damn right. So um pretty smart of Braden to knock over the chessboard to let Tariq know that he was in trouble. Um he left his phone, which was kind of crazy. But he had these niggas in Queens selling the the loud pack nigga on corners. And it was the tale of two brothers. You got one brother that's scared straight, and you got another brother, which it probably would never work out that way. They would have beat his ass and took his stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, yes, exactly. That's exactly and, what I was thinking. The whole time I'm sitting there saying, when are they going to And then it got them? to a point of nobody's just going to sit there and hit a white dude's joint because it might be laced. Nobody's yep. just going to be just walking up and just say, hey, yeah, oh, you got bud on you? Bet. When they kept paying into each guy and they was looking at each other, I thought they were going to beat his ass and take his stuff. I, but, I thought so, too. Especially when he showed him. what he got. Like, he just told you he has no phone and he's got no money, but he's got all the shit on him and he's offering. They absolutely, absolutely would have beat his ass and take the shit. There's just, no, how they, just how they did the brother, even, the other brother. Yeah, even if they were friendly niggas in general, right? Like, they would have done it to him because he's white, right? The only, Or the only other option is he's a cop. I don't care if he pulled out a joint. He's a cop. I'm yeah, they're just going to tell him, keep banging, go up the street. Yeah. So he gets there. He's all of a sudden feeling this adrenaline rush because he's actually selling and sold out and made a shit ton of money. And he looks at it, you know, ideally as some quote unquote fun. That's like somebody going to Compton and taking a picture in front of the Welcome to Compton sign, but not actually experiencing Compton. So you go into that situation, which his brother got a different experience where, you know, the Latin gang comes and approaches him, beats him up. His brother watches. He finally niggas, lets him man. help his brother. A couple of Puerto Rican niggas, that's all. Puerto Rican niggas, right? So in this situation, they end up getting <laughs> exposed to that. And, you know, Kane's getting ready to take him back to the school. And the cop shows up, who is a family friend, but also the dirty family friend because he's been fucking Monet. Smashing the moms. Right? So, again, he's trying to make the calls. He's also coming in, and which I also thought was kind of weird. I, I played this in my head, and maybe y'all can look at it as him actually being the real dad. Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think nah. so. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying because I don't know how long Monet and him been fucking. You know what I'm saying? Since yeah, I, Lorenzo's I, been I, gone. I, but Yeah, that would be that would be a very power plot twist. I mean it's just a it's just a power yeah power call, power right? <laughs> so so Kane has to make this decision. Obviously he's annoyed, but he lets him go. The cop is in on it. He lets him let the let the kids know which Brayden's brother's still annoying, talking about calling mom and dad and flexing the muscle of being white privileged. Brayden keeps it real and says, let it go. Brayden's girlfriend is annoying. Straight oh, up. Oh yeah the the the, the mole 
Well, she's yeah, she's, she's sacks his niece. She's out here. <laughs> she's the fuzz. You know, what I, mean? I like irony wise that uh, the sister tells Tariq to keep his phone close, but the nigga never has his phone close, and she's always able to like snoop through his shit or take a picture of the evidence. Also, yo, why doesn't he uh, have yeah, his phone? Yeah, exactly, lie? the phone lot or and slash or <laughs> when you get alerts, it just should say new message on Instagram or new text message. It should not say who or none of that shit unless you unlocked it. That is a, that. Let me tell that to everybody. Don't matter whether you're dealing drugs or not. If your phone, when locked, pops up with the actual content of the message, you have the wrong settings. You need to put it on the thing where it just says, um, an, an iMessage has arrived and I got to unlock it to figure out who this is. That's just word for the wise out there. Is that Trey? Is that what you're doing right now? Changing your settings. <laughs> nah. So like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I, I've I've normally been good without even locking my phone, but since I've like gained contacts over the years, that you know, I don't want anybody to ever call you or be playing on other people's phones yeah. like that. I had to lock my shit. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. That's my 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 approach. Apparently, uh, how did y'all feel about uh, Kane's dad ordering the, the ass whooping? Oh, that was a, that was the ultimate power it move right sense. there. First of all, it shows his clout in the um in the yeah. prison. He got the guards to do that shit. Got like, the guards damn. to beat his ass. Put his hand. And put don't, his hands and on don't, his, on And his the woman, fact man. that he separated, don't put your hands on my wife. Not like that's not his mom. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a weird separation of the two. But I also feel like, um. The the dad is his stepdad, and that the other two daddy. kids. I feel like the other two kids is his dad, or is is their dad, and he's the oldest one. You know what I'm saying? Because right. they always Monet always mentions Kane as a separate. Yeah, I always looked at you and your brother. Yeah, and you yeah, just gotta. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like Kane's from a previous, and that uh, Lorenzo has been around since he's been little. You know right. what I mean? And that's his father figure. Right. Maybe. Maybe, although he does look at his father with a lot more, or, or whatever, Lorenzo with a lot more respect. He, he, he is prone to argue with his mom. Um, the um, Drew, I just like, this is one of the shit that I wrote down. I was like, this nigga acted like the other dude on the basketball team was blowing him up with, like, I need to see you right now. Da, 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 da. And so when he went to find this, this nigga playing video games. He's chilling, man. <laughs> like, Yo, you rushed over here. Like, he just rushed. wanted some ass, bro. Bro, man, I mean, I just felt like they ought to have made the situation a little bit more critical because <laughs> if someone blew me up that many times and I know I'm risking major trouble, not only with my mom, but my boss, to leave and do this shit, you better be, like, if I come through and you like, playing fucking Gran Turismo, I'll be like, yo, like, I, you know what I have to go through to come <laughs> up here? Shout out to Gran Turismo. <laughs> A little way later, he laying his head in his lap, talking about how do you drift. I'm like, what? <laughs> how does this make sense? Uh, let's see what else. That's hilarious. Here. Yeah, that was an interesting. Yo, but by the way, Drew the whole episode, like as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, he, he's they're definitely taking steps to let us know he's very spicy now. Because before he was like, oh, he's just a regular nigga. Like, oh, he's gay. Didn't know that. Now it's like, 
velvet leopard print like fitted shirt. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, nah, it. they hey, they just let him pick his, they let him yeah. pick his wardrobe at this point. He ain't even trying to hide this shit no more. He like, fuck it, bro. I'm out <laughs> here. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a gangster, bro, in this situation. And it's so funny because obviously it has some powerful messages in it. It's yeah. like, girl, don't hide yourself. Be you, yeah. living your truth. And he like, the like Spurs don't, the Spurs not gonna draft me. Like, nigga, you ain't even probably playing, bro. Yeah. Talking about you the play, Spurs. Yo, you play for Stetson. Like, you've already established this is a, like an Ivy League type school. Ain't nobody. Like, he ain't even been highlighted as a nigga that do post game shit. It's the yeah. white dude and 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 Zeke. And Zeke, nigga, yeah. Like, bro, you 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 just out here capped up. Yeah, super cap over here, man. Um, the other thing that w- was Lauren, when she was talking to Tariq in the room, and then her boyfriend show up. They, I mean, like, I get what they're going for, but they don't have to make the nigga that lame. He's so lame. Like, Lauren, what is this? You're taking pictures of alcohol. What is this gonna mean for your career later? Another nah, I like, like I like that though. That was the that's the bra- that's the Braxton Hartner Brig. Cause, cause I mean, you know, there's real niggas like that. I know, but still, it was just, it was just too much. Although I did, laugh, I hate, I hated, I hated that they made Tariq a real nigga. Like no, he's I, a real nigga, and he always he is, fumbled. Compared to to your man's, he is. But that's what I'm saying. They gave him too much juice in that scene. Yo, like he my, like hmm. my favorite shit was the nigga came out and he's like, Jamal, what are you doing here? <laughs> that is a mad disrespectful. He still think he's like the fucking <laughs> calling the nigga Jamal kid. is crazy. Huh? I said calling calling Jamal calling that nigga Jamal is just crazy racist. It's like double racist being yeah. black and calling a nigga Vaughn. Like my name's Trevon, nigga. And you say, hey, you're you're Vaughn, right? I'll be like, nigga, smack you fucking silly, bro. But dude is crazy tall. That nigga gotta be like 6'6, six, six, bro. Tariq out there looking little as hell. He got the Bow Wow syndrome going. Yo, let So let me ask you this, cause and I feel like I'm probably slow with this, and y'all probably already realized this, but is so we it's official. What's what's yeah. his name? Braden or whatever the, whatever his boy name. He's Tommy, I guess now, right? And then Tariq's got his uh, yep. Angela and uh, yep. and Tasha situation. Like yep. everybody realized that a while ago, or is, no, it, or is that mean, just like, kind of? I won't act like I've known it the whole time, but yeah, like it, it, it's they're definitely doing that. They're definitely doing what feels like a, a, a basically a setup of a parallel, right? And it's so funny because, like, do we see Tommy as like the 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 scholar, the the good kid, and then all of a sudden shit goes wrong because he's introduced <laughs> to it by a black man? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Braden is all of a sudden because yeah. I know Braden's not done with the streets. Tyreek told him chill out. Oh no, that means he's gonna do it. He gonna go do it because yeah. he just he like money. He too thirsty for money. What? But the, thirsty for like his own money? Like that's the yeah. Shit that got him. Got, yeah, he wants to be his own man. He likes the fast he life. Man. He don't like. He don't. Want, he looks at his brother. Mommy and daddy, let's call mommy and daddy. He's like, I don't want to be that. What is the what is the hill turn? Does he get Sax's niece to because he's going to probably eventually pillow talk and give himself away? Yeah. Does she cover for him now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's gonna sell him out. Quite the yeah. opposite. She's gonna be lumped in and Sax will find out, but he'll know, fuck, if I bring them in, she's gonna be implicated. Yep. So that well. frees up, so that frees up Tariq. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Let's leave it there. Yeah. It's been a good episode. We'll, we'll continue to monitor power and all the other things that are happening. Thank you for listening. Thank you to subscribe and remember, 
like, rate, review, all the good shit. This has been Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker, for me, Amino Hassan, for Big Jerv, for Black Trey, and for Rob Lopez on the ones and twos. Peace out.